0: So the big question is this, how do young men like us who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to the Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 30. I'm not going to lie. When I cl- when I saw that I was on episode 30 two minutes ago, I got excited. Because every time I hit a new tens place number, when I type in the episode number on my podcast software, I click. So, for example, on episode 10. I would click t- one zero, and then 11, one, 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 two, one, three, one, four. and and then once I got to two, I would click on two first. And it's always, I don't know if you guys are like this, but it's always satisfying when I get to move up to the next number to click first. So I don't know if you really understood what I was even saying, it doesn't even matter. What matters is I want to talk to you guys about something that I did and me and my friend did and we discovered maybe like a week or two ago. And that thing is that us boys, boys and young men in society, just normal, average guys, We grow up watching TikTok, going on Instagram, other websites, and we end up looking at a lot of pictures or videos that mess up our brains. And what we do is we end up putting girls and women on pedestals, and we end up making them seem a lot more... Valuable and we over inflate their value And this is extremely harmful for us because one We shouldn't even be looking at that stuff because it fries our dopamine receptors Two When we overestimate their value We Destroy the balance in the world Through our Like our thoughts and then the way the world brings the balance back is by reducing our influence on the world. So us overvaluing women hurts us because we are not able to achieve our goals as easily or even at all because our influence has been reduced. And us as men, we strive and need and Aim to achieve a lot of influence on the world so just cut it out and then that's what's holding you back and so that is one thing that I realized a week and a half ago when me and my friend went to the mall to ask for some girls numbers and we found out that a lot of that excess potential and let me explain what excess potential is it is what is formed it's what cr- you create when you overvalue something so when you put a girl on a pedestal you create excess potential and excess potential can be dissipated through action so you can get rid of all the excess potential through action but that's what most men most guys in our society don't do they they just watch tiktok and never take action in real life and so that keeps them trapped and it also reduces their influence to nothing but i realized that you can actually regain your influence by taking action and action is really simple all you have to do is go talk to some girls and ask for their numbers so we did that easier said than done by the way but you can definitely do it it's i mean if you just think about it it's Easier than lifting weights. It's just the emotional tie to it. It's the mental aspect that's hard. But so we did that and we realized that a lot of the excess potential just dissipated. And we were starting to feel more comfortable in public situations, social situations. And a lot more comfortable around girls and speaking to them. But I am not happy with just that. Because... I'm not back to I'm not where I'm sh- where I should be right now I'm just comfortable I'm just starting to become comfortable I still am a little comfortable and I still get nervous around girls and to be honest that's unacceptable for me So let me tell you a story of if you guys have been keeping up over the past couple of days there's this one girl that keeps trying to be near me and talk to me and stuff and today she did some even more interesting things and doesn't matter i realized that while she was doing some stuff i literally just meditated (laughs) but she wasn't doing anything like towards me she was just like i don't even know it's hard to explain Could all just be in my head and if it is, then it's good that I'm taking action because all this stuff is just not good. So I, after today, I realized that I need to not feel nervous, not um, overvalue girls because that will reduce my influence. So I texted my friend and I said that we have to go to the mall again tomorrow. And I'm not going to check my phone until after I'm done recording this episode, but I suspect he'll agree and we'll go. And this will be very good for us because I there's this one girl that I just keep seeing and yeah, this, you guys know what it's like but I'm getting a lot better at not thinking about her. Yesterday I thought about her a lot, or not even yesterday, the day before yesterday I thought about her a lot, and then the next day I kept on bringing my focus back to my goals. Every single time I would think about that girl, then I would just instantly refocus myself, realign my thoughts towards more important things like my goals now I want to talk to you guys about some transurfing principles that I learned this morning outer intention is the thing that I was really looking forward to and took me 200 pages to get to it but finally on page 203 I got to outer intention now Outer intention is the epitome, 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 I don't even know the word. Outer intention is everything in transurfing. It's literally a cornerstone of transurfing. That's what it's all about. And my first read through, I did not really understand inner or outer intention that much. Much less how to evoke the winds of outer intention. But now I'm reading it out now i'm reading it and i'm studying it and i'm teaching you guys what well, on the, along the way so i'll get even more i'll get even more understanding excuse me i have to get some water so outer intention is basically the will to That something has already achieved and you just have to focus on the process of it realizing itself and that sounds really weird so let me explain inner intention is pretty much anything that you do to affect the external world around you now outer intention is how the world meets you halfway and helps you, helps the goals, helps you in a way that the go- your goals realize themselves, so your goals achieve themselves, pretty much. And the world helps you. Outer intention is all about the world meeting you halfway, and it's a, it's all about saving energy and getting things without, with the le- easiest, simplest way possible. And he talked about how ancient civilizations mastered the art of outer intention. And that's how they were able to build the pyramids, the great pyramids of Egypt. And, but they, But advanced civilizations like Atlantis also mastered the art of outer intention. But that created huge amounts of excess potential. So they it had to be destroyed by balancing forces. And slivers of knowledge have been passed down upon us. But we're yet to really understand it completely. Because we're using inner intention to understand it. And moving forward, outer intention is a huge priority and a huge piece of the Transurfing model so today's the 18th and in like epi- in like one month so like 30 days 29 days maybe 28 I don't know it'll be my birthday So on around episode 59, 60, 61, I don't know what episode exactly. When I record, wait, no, I think it's, yeah, when I record episode 59, it'll be my birthday. But it won't be until like episode 45 or 46 or something like that or 44. That's when, when that episode goes live. It'll be my birthday. And I turn 18, so then I will be able to create my own bank account for my business. And I'm really looking forward to it. So that's where I'm at with my business right now. I'm just focusing 100% on podcast, and during school and in business incubator. We talked to the teacher, and me and my friend Franklin are going to be able to get the whole curriculum down in the first semester so we can just learn everything. And it's a two semester class, but we're graduating early after first semester. So we're going to get all of the. We're going to touch everything and learn everything that there is in first semester. And. We're gonna focus on building a business in that class. It's gonna be a funnel building business, a consulting business. And we're not doing it because it's the best business possible. We're doing it because that will that business is probably gonna win in the first place. It's a competition amongst all the other teams. But we're also doing it because that business will give us a lot of good experience and practice building funnels for people so that's huge and so we're building a funnel building business and we'll get a lot of experience with the business side of things and we'll get a lot of experience building funnels for businesses so we'll get better at building funnels and while all this is happening I'm st- I'm studying marketing. And expert secrets because I really think that marketing is everything. Marketing is so valuable. Like you can you can have a a D tier product and your customer will still be happy if you have good marketing. Because marketing allows your customer to be more successful because you're gonna be able to share stories that Destroy their limiting beliefs which allow them to be more successful using your product So that's why I'm excited to Study expert secrets again tonight because to be honest yesterday I, I skipped it because The episode that I recorded yesterday went very long not because I it was a long episode but because It took me a while to prepare for it and post it, because I had to write a long description, and also the episode was about the Transurfing Principles, so I had to collect all the the principles beforehand in order to talk. So today is one of those days where I'm having less energy than usual i feel like it happens every five seven days maybe the last time it happened was episode 22 i think so that was like eight days ago maybe it happened even sooner i don't know but tomorrow i plan on going to the park because tomorrow's the weekend Tomorrow Saturday, so I'm going to the park with my friend and the, uh, my other friend who is the bodybuilder I told you guys about. He's 30 years old. And I, we're going to do a hard workout, and then I'm hoping that Franklin will want to go to the mall afterwards again and go ask for numbers. And we're going to do the mall quick because... Like less than an hour. Just be there in and out. Get it done and not be wusses again. Because I want to go to the gym in the afternoon also. So I want to tell you guys. Outer intention, I'm studying it very deeply because if you can evoke the forces of outer intention, you'll be able to achieve anything you want. And I'm my only goal right now is to get to Florida for Funnel Hacking Live. We already have the tickets, so we already did the hard part. We just have to get there, which honestly won't even be that bad. We could probably figure it out if it was tomorrow, but we have a whole month, which I keep thinking to myself time is a very valuable asset, but it can also be uh, destructive because if you have a little bit amount of time, you will focus up and get things done. But if you have a lot of time, you'll slack off until it gets close. So I have a lot of time to get to Funnel Hacking Live. I just, so I, I'm, I fear that I may be slacking off by only doing my podcast every day. But I also think that this is good. I think that I really only have like an hour and a half after school to do stuff other than going to the gym so I I chose to work on the podcast every day. And I think that this will be one of the best return on investments that I'm doing right now. And also I'm still studying expert secrets, so that's good. And I bought the book, Lynchpin. His new book, Russell Brunson's. So I'm exce- I'm looking forward to that. But I want to tell you guys something. I hadn't watched the trailer, the promotional video for Funnel Hacking Live yet until last night after recording or after recording the podcast episode. And man, that is, I'm definitely going to be there now that I am, I definitely have to be there now. If you guys haven't seen it i definitely recommend going to watch it funnel hacking just search like funnel hacking live and then there there will be like uh one of the top websites is like buy tickets and then go on that and then watch the video because i have to be there like it's not even a question i will be there but that place is gonna the place is actually crazy it's gonna be huge for me because i just remember a couple weeks ago watching the your first funnel challenge and i was recording my podcast at that time so i did document it and i did like talk about it and that was like a milestone in my that was like a turning point in my entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey and he did a great job and all the other speakers there were amazing and that was online a pre-recorded event that I watched in my basement on my computer and i'm learning about how you can Russell Brunson teaches that you teach your frameworks, the same frameworks, just packaged differently and make them more expensive. So, for example, an author of a book, first they would create an ad with their just basic framework, like their table of contents or something. And then they would record a video a little bit longer. Those would be free. And then they'd sell the book. So that's a little bit more expensive, $20, high value, high perceived value as a book. And then they would sell a course, online course, and then they would sell an event. And that's basically what Russell's doing. So I watched his ad and then I watched his free video. I watched, or I read his books and I'm actually studying his books. One of them, at least right now. And so I've gotten a lot of value off of that. And he also said that if you can get them in a live experience, it's not about the content. It's about the experience of being there that changes lives. So the and he has done this like 10 years. He's done Funnel Hacking Live for a long time. And so he's perfected the art of creating an amazing experience. And I trust that he will do it again this year because even just watching the video, it was amazing. And it already gave me a heart pumping. So being there in person and hearing him teach and speak and hearing all the 30 other people, all the 30 other speakers, that experience will absolutely revolutionized my life I, I believe it so I'm really looking forward to that I want to talk to you guys about my mornings so over the past couple of weeks I cut out like vegetables because I heard that they were not good for you because they have like anti nutrients and then also DHT in- inhibitors. So I cut them out and I only I only ate fruits and vet- and meats. Until the other until like two weeks ago I was getting very bad stomach aches in the morning. Not like really bad, like worse. Not as bad as they were when I was eating unhealthy, like processed foods. But they were bad enough in the morning to where it was so annoying because I'm healthy so I shouldn't be I'm too healthy to experience pain while I'm pooping pretty much I'm too healthy to have stomach aches so I looked out I looked tried to figure out how to fix it so I added carbs to my diet added rice white rice which doesn't have that much fiber I don't think but I, I saw marginal improvements and so, but then it came back and it was bad again. And so then I added spinach to my eggs. So my friend said that he would recommend cooking the spinach. So I just, I just threw a bunch of spinach in my eggs while I was cooking them. And that actually tastes so good. Spinach and eggs. I did not even think that I would like it so much but I love it. So yesterday I started that and then this morning I put even more spinach on it and this morning my stomach ache was not there but it just took a long time and multiple tr- multiple poops to get everything out. So I'll let you guys know I might let you guys know how this next one tomorrow morning goes. I suspect that it'll be the best. So, I read, the first time I read Expert Secrets, I was learning about how to tell stories and how to teach your frameworks, and that actually, like, helped me so much become a better speaker and teacher to help you guys, and now I'm kind of, I need the next thing, or I need to refresh and learn more about it, because I just read it through once and then implemented whatever I remembered. So I improved, but not as much as I should. So I actually got to the chapter where you are he's teaching you how to tell stories. So I'm going to reread that again today and study it. So definitely in the future, you guys should expect me to become a better storyteller. And I just realized that, well, for one, this episode, I'm kind of not really in the flow. I'm not, because I have low energy and that's just what happens when I'm recording and I have low energy. I don't really know what, I'm trying to figure out things to say, but I'm just not doing very good. So it's perfect because I just looked over to my left and saw my Eagles story drawing and it reminded me that I haven't even told you guys about it in a while. I haven't even told that story in a while. So I'm going to re-say the story because I always say it. It's always the last word of my outro. Remember the Eagles? So it's definitely important and a, a lot of you guys may or may not have even heard it before, so I'm just going to remind you. So to start off, let me get some water. To so, to start off, I want to talk to you guys. Have you guys heard of the law of attraction? Yeah, a lot. A lot of people have heard of the law of attraction. Basically, whatever you think about, you attract. Your through your thought energy. Now, I want to tell you. I want to tell you guys about another not so well known law, but it definitely governs all of nature, and it's called the law of advancement and what the law of advancement says is in order to go up it must go down first everything that goes everything that comes up will go down first so what that means is i want you to imagine a house just building i want you to no i want you to imagine a empty vacant vacant side of land and you're trying to build a house on it well, what do you do? You dig out a hole to place the foundation in, right? So first you go down, you dig the hole down. So that is the down piece of the law advancement. And then you fill in the foundation and build up the house. And then that's the up. So first you have to dig the hole, go down in order to build the foundation and build the house, go up. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? Are you catching this? So there's also, I want to tell you guys another example. Imagine a seed. It's a tree seed. So it will grow into a tree. It's in the the ground. And what does it do? Does it just grow straight up into a tree? No. Everyone knows that the seed starts by spreading its roots. And then it doesn't go up until the roots are spread sufficiently. And then it will go up so in order for a tree to form and grow it must go down deep into the earth in order to go up out into the sky all right so now i want you guys to imagine that's the law of attraction or that's the law of advancement so now i'm switching switching phases Switching gears, I want to I want you guys to imagine two eagles flying in the in the sky, and uh, they're husband and wife, and the wife is like, "Hey, honey, I'm pregnant." And so the husband's like, "Oh, that's awesome! Let's go build a nest." There, and so they fly over to the tree and they build a nest. And on top of that tree, in their nest, the mother gives birth to four eaglets, four baby eagles, and so every day once the eagles are hatched they the mother flies back and forth from the forest to the nest and brings food to the babies excuse me and every single day when the babies receive their food they're amazed and they're mesmerized by their mother flying because at this point in their life, in this stage of their life, they can barely even walk, much less fly. So they really want to learn how to fly. Their desire to fly is, is immense. So the babies are always like, hey, mom, can we? can you teach us how to fly? Can we learn how to fly? And so the mom's like, no, not today. And then after 14 days of them asking the mom how to fly... On the 14th day, she's like, they're like, hey mom, can you teach us how to fly? When are we gonna learn how to fly? And she's like, no, I'm not, not today, but tomorrow's your first lesson. So they all get super excited and they, none of them can fall asleep because they're so excited for the next day, for their first flight lessons. And so the next day rolls around, they're all super excited and they all fight over who, Gets to go first. Their mom flies in and then the first person comes and they get that first baby eaglet gets on the mother's back for the first lesson. So, the mom starts flying and then the baby goes, mom, fly higher, higher, higher. So, the mom flies higher and higher and higher and then higher, higher, higher. She keeps flying higher and higher until suddenly, whoa, whoa. She... Turns around and drops the eagle out of her wings and gets the eagle off of her wings. So at this point, the mom just kicked the baby eagle off of her back, and the baby eagle is falling to his death. And he's screaming, He's like, Mom, help, I'm gonna die. I'm hitting the floor. I'm gonna hit the floor. And so he gets so he goes falls all the way down through the trees all the way down and then right before he gets the, onto the ground and makes impact the mother swoops in and saves him and so the baby is like why would you do this to me why i could have died i'm i'm and then take me back to the nest so that was the end of the first lesson and that that baby warned all the other eaglets And told them how the mother is a psychopath and she's going to kill them all. And so the all four baby eaglets had a similar first lesson, similar experience for their first lesson. So they all go to bed and the next day comes around and they're all planning a mutiny because they do not want to be in relation with their mother who just almost killed them. And, when the next day rolls around and they the mother comes to the nest and It's time for the second day's lessons They're all like refusing they're all refusing to get on the mother's back because of what happened yesterday so after a little back and forth the mother demanded and um, They were forced to Do their second day's lessons So on day two of the lessons same thing happened. The mother flew higher, 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 all the way up and then shoo, dropped the baby, dropped all the way all the way down, falling, 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 the baby screaming, crying, crying out of his lungs, extremely scared. Imagine what you how do you feel? Do you know have you ever ridden a roller coaster and you are doing the drop and you get that stomach? You get that feeling in the drop from the drop in your stomach. Imagine what that baby is feeling, extremely maybe lightheaded, maybe just feels like he's out of this world because he's just falling to his death. So then, right before he hits the ground, again, the mother swoops up, takes him back to the nest. And then all four of them have that same experience again. So that same thing happens for 20 more days. And then on day twenty-one, when it's time for the lessons, the first person gets up and it's time to ride on the mother's back and go super high into the sky and fall. So the mother flies high super high, 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 and then drops the the first baby. And then something strange happens. Woo woo. The wind catches the baby's eagles wings just right to where the baby starts gliding. And so the baby realized that he can actually fly now. So he started flying and then he was able to fly back to the nest on its own. And this happened. So he came back to the nest and told all of his brothers and sisters like, guys, I just flew. I can fly now. So they're all super excited and they all get their lessons and they all and learn how to fly now I just want you guys to see that the Eagles didn't learn how to fly by going straight up into the air and just going going up well they didn't learn how to fly just going up but, and but they reality they had to fall down so I want you guys to imagine what a U the letter U looks like it's it goes down and then halfway through it comes back up so that's the that's how the Eagles had to learn how to fly they they fell down and then halfway through they, they and then they had to fall down first and then come back up so that's that's the law of advancement they go down and then they go back up and you guys might recognize that symbol and that is actually what that's the learning curve that's what it's called and It just shows that you have to fall and feel the discomfort before you can actually grow and start flying again. And the eagles didn't like it, but 100% of them succeed in learning how to fly. Every single eagle. Now, how many humans do you think learn how to fly? This is metaphorically speaking. How many humans actually achieve their goal and become great like eagles do? Well, only 3%. So why do eagles have 100% success rate and humans only have 3% success rate? Well, that's because they have choice. Humans have the choice to be whatever they want. They can choose to be great and learn how to fly or they can choose to not and stay in the nest and give up after one, two, three days of, of training because they can't, they don't like the discomfort, the uncomfortable feeling, even though that feeling is a lot safer and a lot less unpleasant than falling to your death like an Eagle does. So how is it that an Eagle feels a lot more comfortable, Uncomfort discomfort from learning how to fly and a lot more fear a lot more real tangible feelings like the eagle is literally falling to their death in real life like if the mother didn't save him he would have died so how is it that a hundred percent of the eagles go through with learning how to fly but only three percent of humans can get through that discomfort well it's because they have humans have choice. They get to choose their outcomes in life. They get to choose what they become. So I want you guys to think about the tree again. So we're going back to the tree. That tree does not choose. That sapling does not choose to become, it can't choose to become a amazing house. It, it has to grow into a tree. That's its only choice. Now that tree can be turned into many different things, but once again, that tree does not have the choice. That tree can turn into toothpicks, wooden toothpicks, absolutely worthless. It can turn into wooden planks, wor- worthless, but worth a little bit more than toothpicks. It can turn into a wooden chair, average, not that great. It's 20 bucks maybe. Or it can turn into a nice wooden desk. Okay, we're getting getting a little better. That's like a 100 bucks maybe. Or it can turn into a grand conference hall, circular desk, where million dollar deals are made in a business. Okay, that's a very valuable desk. But then I want you guys to think about a six million dollar cello. I don't know the actual price. 60 million dollars doesn't matter. 60 million dollar cello that is made of wood and was sold at auction because for 60 mil because it was played by the world's greatest musician. And it's the world's finest cello. Now that is great. So that tree, can either turn into a worthless toothpick worth less than a penny. Or it can turn into a priceless $60 million cello which people will pay millions for and provided extreme value towards that one musician who is the most popular in the world and all of its listeners who heard that musician play and the next people who get to go and see it in the museums. So that tree did not get a choice to turn into a toothpick, but it also didn't get a choice to turn into a cello. And that's that's what separates trees and eagles from humans. They don't get to choose greatness or worthlessness, but we get to choose great, greatness and worthlessness. And that is extremely empowering to think about. Are you gonna choose to be a toothpick, or are you gonna choose to be the world's greatest cello that sold for sixty mil at the auction? And it's really all up to that. It's all up to choice. Do you want? Do you want to be mediocre and live life like everyone else and be worth, be average, or do you want to be? Live life amazing. And if you live life amazing, then life will be amazing. And that's really up to choice. So that's the Eagles story. And I feel as though I'm getting better at telling it. And I want to give credit where credit is due. I didn't make up that story. I actually pretty much copied it completely from a speaker an amazing speaker named myron golden and i've only heard him speak once in the your first funnel challenge russell brunson's at ClickFunnels, your first funnel challenge i only heard him speak once there and he told that story of the law of advancement and the the eagles story and the cello and toothpick all that stuff he told that story and that story really clicked with me and it really pushed me through a lot of things and i actually wrote it out on my desk i wrote i drew out the entire story on the desk with pictures and stuff like that pretty much how he drew it and i memorized the story and every time i experienced something uncomfortable and And I feel like I want to give up or stop and not push through. I always try and remember the Eagles. So that's why at the end of every single podcast on the outro, I always say, and remember, wait, and make sure to remember the Eagles. Yeah, and that's why I always say that. Because it's extremely... It's an extremely impactful story on my life and I'm very grateful that I heard it from Myron Golden speaking it. So if you guys ever have the opportunity to hear him speak, definitely recommend it. And now I didn't look at the entire list of speakers during ClickFunnels, but I hope that Myron Golden is one of them because he is awesome. I'll be right back. I have to use the back Okay, oh, yeah, I'm back sorry for that interruption i try not to be interrupted in the middle of my podcast because i like to get it all the way through one cut unedited but i had to use the bathroom really bad and i always try and go to the bathroom beforehand but i'd been drinking a lot of water lately and i actually recommend it a lot i bought a super sparrow water bottle and it's metal and it keeps the water cold. And I originally bought it because I was cutting out plastic and I used to use a Gatorade Gatorade bottle, a plastic one. And so I got an all metal Super Sparrow recommended by Hamza. And that was like my first metal aluminum water bottle and it's amazing, I actually recommend it so much So I always fill that up and just drink it throughout the day. Just drink as much as I can. So I want to talk to you guys about school. There is one moment this morning where I'm very grateful that I've been studying transurfing because... Last year, that would have gotten to me. It it would have affected me. And I would have tried to argue against it with my parents or something like that. And just waste a lot of energy around it. And I actually forgot about it until just now when I'm trying to figure out something to talk about. And this morning in my humanities class, we were talking about Beauty and intelligence and I live in a very liberal town very progressive so a lot of people have very vocal opinions and That my school basically teaches all that stuff and so in humanities, we're talking about intelligence and morality and beauty and if there's a link like a correlation between all that stuff and my teacher was talking about how she she wasn't doing anything like no one was doing anything bad it's just some of the stuff I would have always just let get to my head and I would have started complaining about it and talking about it with my parents or something. Just wasting a lot of energy. And what my teacher said was that back in the day, men always had to be stoic. And they that was their role, be stoic and not have any emotion. And at, right when she said that, I was being stoic. <laughs> I mean, I always I'm usually always stoic during the class. During class time. Like during school. But it was just. She was saying that. And then she was also saying. Men all also had to be buff. And be very strong. And handsome. And so. I was being stoic. And I also lift a lot of weights. So. I like to think that I am buff. <laughs> and. So. She was saying that and then I was also making eye contact with her and I was being stoic the whole time And so last year that would have I would have just gotten self-conscious and then extremely overthinking it and all that but I this year this morning when that happened I got self-conscious But then I caught myself and then I literally just started being extremely mindful and just meditating with my eyes open And then I tried to look for something to stare at. So I saw my friend who was also experiencing something similar during that class period because we were in the same class. And so I saw my friend and we just started staring at each other being extremely stoic. And it was really funny. And then at the end, my friend was like, when we were leaving the class, he was like, that was a psyop. And I didn't know what a psyop was. So I was like, what is that? He's like, it was like a... Social operation or a scientific operation, I don't even know. Some operation to change our minds. And so he basically, I inferred that he was basically saying that they were trying to mold our minds to how they want. And then I was just like, yeah, it's whatever. Just stay indifferent to it. I wasted a lot of energy trying to argue and combat a lot of the stuff like that last year. And I was just, I just reminded him that it was a pendulum and it wasn't even worth investing our energy and just stay empty to it. And so he realized that we should just stay empty to it, stay indifferent. And I did too. And now we're both better off. And I think that neither me or him, I can't really speak for him, but he didn't bring it up again. So I don't think either of us remembered it throughout the day, which is huge. Just stay indifferent. Don't let it. Don't let the pendulum hook its claws into you. Just drop it the importance. And it was very interesting because a lot of my classmates were talking and voicing their opinions. And it was a lot. They're just like expressing their dissatisfaction about the social things, the social way of things. And I was just being indifferent to everything. Usually last year I would have just been tried to come up with arguments in my head and waste a lot of energy and it would just would have been feeding all my energy to the pendulum. But this year I literally just accepted everything the way it is and then stayed empty to it. Kept all my energy to myself. So that's huge. That's transurfing. That's what transurfing is all about. Being free from the influence of pendulums. Let me get some water. So when I pause and always say let me get some water I'm drinking water and there's two reasons. One because speaking for an hour straight really dries up your mouth and so water refreshes and rehydrates the mouth but also you gotta stay hydrated so you guys see how often i'm literally drinking water so you guys should try and replicate that and drink a lot of water because if you're trying to lift if you're trying to get big and build an aesthetic physique and build a nice body and you're lifting in the gym well there are three crucial very important things your diet which is how much calories you're taking in, the quality of calories. So you want a lot of calories. And then how much food you're eating before your workout, which I took for granted like for two years straight until literally last week where I would just eat one meal and go work out right away in the morning at like 6 a.m. But it's so much better for you and your physique if you eat as many meals as possible before your work out but not too late in the day so you can actually get sleep. Uh, and two is your f- sleep. So I get nine and a half hours every night. I used to get like 10, but I get nine and a half. I go to bed at around, I'm, I'm in bed by 6.30, like done meditating in bed, falling asleep. And since I've done a lot of, th- I do a lot of things right before bedtime, that I literally go to bed like within 10 minutes, like five minutes. And then I wake up at four. So that's, I'm just going to say eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, one, two, three, four. Yeah, so a little less than nine and a half hours. I get at least nine hours. And there's this saying that eight hours of sleep is all you need. No, you need more. That's just society telling you that. And if you listen to society, you end up like society. So don't do that. And if you listen to society, you're not going to live how you want. So then the third thing is water. Water is so crucial. And I didn't really place too much emphasis and priority on my water until i got a metal water bottle and then once i got that i started drinking a lot and it's actually so much better and i also started to place a little bit more emphasis and priority on it when i started taking creatine because i was dehydrated so much once i started taking creatine because it you consume so much more water if you're when you're on creatine so yeah That's what I recommend. There's some other stuff too, but those are like the big, the big heavy hitters. I wanna talk to you guys about my phone. So I haven't been bringing my phone to school. I haven't bring my phone to school at all this year. And it's one of the most freeing things ever. I don't even think about my phone. And in hindsight, I'm embarrassed that I used to be so attached to my phone. I felt like I couldn't leave without it. And so I'm building up to where I'm becoming so independent from my phone where I might try to go. Well, actually, yeah, I'm my mindset with new things. So when we went to the school the Monday before the new school year to pick up our schedules I was my mind was trying to convince myself that I should bring my phone because I don't know what it'll what to expect. But I'm literally just using my phone as a fallback. I I'm a man, I should be able to figure things out on my own. I don't need to be dependent on my phone to get through new situations that are uncomfortable. So I didn't bring my phone then, and then on the first day of school, I, my mind always tried to figure out ways to convince myself to bring my phone just because my mind is still trying to stay attached to it. It's trying to stay dependent. But then I was like, no, I don't need my phone. There's no reason I need my phone. I'm so I didn't bring my phone, and it was worth it because I never need my phone. Actually, there was a couple times where I needed my phone. Excuse me. But it was just to join Remind Codes, and I don't care about none of that. I'm not even going to check. Oh, excuse me. I have the hiccups. I don't even care about none of that. I'm not even going to check my texts, so I'll figure things out. Oh, my gosh. Let me get some water. I'm not even going to check my texts throughout the day. So and it, it really helps you separate yourself from from people you're trying to move away from. And that's one of the tips that I would suggest that I never saw online. If you're if you are trying to follow the saying of you're the average of the five people you spend your most time with, Then you're gonna try and cut out your time spent with your less impactful friends, like your less your friends that are not not pulling you up, the people that are pulling you down. Which for which I'm not gonna get into my personal situation because I don't want anyone to hear it and feel bad. Or fe- so, I'm just trying to say that. One of the best excuses to move away from people you're trying to move away from is to say you're cutting off the phone and literally just start cutting off your phone and then people will text you less and less until eventually they just stop talking to you, which is what I'm experiencing at the moment, actually. And my plan is working and I did it on accident because I was trying to cut out my phone on my own just without just because I wanted the benefits. But in hindsight, looking at it, it's actually helped me cut off a lot of people that I'm not trying to talk to or hang out with. And so as a result, I don't see them ever. And it just reminded me of the Transurfing Principle. You experience what you let in your life. Like, you experience what you allow into your lifeline. And so I don't allow people into my lifeline that are going to influence me negatively. So that's what I experienced. No one in my lifeline that will influence me negatively. And that's huge. And even just one week into the school year, I'm already so much more awake and vigilant in my day. And I'm just doing a lot better. And it's just getting better and better every day. And then I'm really excited, looking forward to the coming weeks and months. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.